0: Welcome to Fresh Take, where we speak to food systems experts about topics related to organic and sustainable agriculture, healthy lifestyles, and the environment. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to our latest episode of Fresh Take. I'm your host, Andy Emrich, Program's Director at Florida Organic Growers. Along with me today as co-host is JC Rodriguez, EO Specialist at FOG. Today our guest is Lisa Misch the Director of Farmer Outreach and Technical Assistance at Rural Advancement Foundation International, or known as RAFI. Lisa, thank you for joining us. Happy to be here. Can you give us some background on RAFI, your mission, the vision, and uh, maybe a bit about your role at RAFI?
1: Yeah, so RAFI USA is the Rural Advancement Foundation International USA, uh, founded in 1990. And our office is located in Pittsburgh, North Carolina, but we work broadly throughout the southeast um, on direct services for farmers and nationally in terms of our policy advocacy. Uh, our mission is challenging the root causes of unjust food systems, supporting and advocating for economically, racially and ecologically just farms. Um, overall, you know, we want to see thriving, sustainable and equitable food systems. And we work with farmers, um, and farm workers to have dignity and agency within those food systems. Um, for myself, I'm the director of farmer outreach and technical assistance. Like you mentioned, I've been at RAFI for about five years now. Uh, and I started working with farmers markets and our double bucks snap programs. Um, and over the years I've. Meander through some of our other programs, including our come the table program, which links um, paid communities with um, farmers on hunger relief efforts and worked with our farm infrastructure regranting, dabbled in some disaster relief programs and have supported market expansion projects for farmers. Um, so currently I chair our direct service team and oversee a variety of other programs that focus on increasing farmers awareness of federal, non-federal grants that could support um, the over overall resilience of their operations.
0: So you do a little bit of everything, it sounds like. Yes. <laughs> I, sure have. I
1: think
0: you're yeah. interesting, yeah. <laughs> I bet. Um, sounds a little bit like FOG and all of our <laughs> different roles that we serve here. <laughs> um, can you go into more, some detail about the funding sources that Rafi has to assist farmers?
1: Yeah. So foundation is in our name, but we're not a traditional foundation in that we have endowments of funding that we award, Um, but we have a long history of re-granting dollars to farmers and for local food projects. Mm -hmm. Um, For about 20 years, we were doing infrastructure granting uh, connected with the tobacco um, settlement money and helping farmers kind of transition from tobacco to other innovative projects. Um, So that currently lives on through our Farmers of Color Network infrastructure grants where we provide support for new or innovative projects that increase farm viability um, or preserve some sort of cultural farming practices or assist with local food economies. Um, And those grants range in funding from 7,000 to 11,000 depending on it being individual. Um, We have one specifically around refrigeration Um, since we've seen that as a a major infrastructure hurdle um, for farms as well as collaborative grants. Um, So it's really um, a grant program that's meant to be that stepping stone for farmers that are ready to take the next step in their business, but need the infrastructure, need the access to capital to get there. In addition to that program, we also do some granting um, with our come to the table program where we have churches apply for funding so that they can buy directly from local farmers um, especially farmers of color in their community for different food ministry projects. And we've also, um, we've also had kind of emergency disaster relief funds when funding is available uh, after maybe a big hurricane or a mm-hmm. disaster. Um, mm-hmm. And did so during COVID as well. So those are some of the different ways that we uh, fund farmers.
2: In fact, uh, I think my um, first interaction with Rafi was through a Uh, assistance to farmers here in Florida that had suffered some losses due to hurricanes and this being Florida, you know, that happens um, regularly and almost every year. We're sort of hoping that, you know, we're not going to have a lot of hurricanes and and hurricanes that are going to cause, you know, problems for our farmers. But um, in terms of these programs and what you've already described, can you maybe talk a little bit about who can apply to some of these um, grants, some of these opportunities, and perhaps how they can apply it. Do they go directly to your website? Uh, is it based on s- some schedule during the year? Or in the case of when maybe uh, there is a hurricane, uh, how soon can they maybe check the website to find out you know, opportunities?
1: Yeah, in terms of the farmer color network infrastructure grants, the application of this past year actually just closed. And so that we usually do have a cycle that runs about early January to February. Um, and again, it's it's dependent on the funding that we receive from year to year. And so this year actually ended up being smaller. And so the, the applicant pool was smaller. But um in terms of eligibility, um, you know, we look for farmers that identify as farmers of color. Um receive a significant portion of their income from farming um, have been in production for at least two years and then are located in the southeast region which um, is on our website but it's it's 13 states dc and puerto rico and u.s virgin islands and and Mm florida is one Um, so there's there's more information on our website about those grants um, and we always encourage farmers that might be of interest to sign up for our newsletter for the specifically for the Farm Row Color Network to get updates on that funding, and then for emergency kind of post disaster grants, I would say you know, for farmers that you know have experienced something like that, I first go to our website because we do have a lot of other resources around how to navigate disaster relief because um, you know after after disaster, it's, it's hard to kind of mm-hmm. navigate through all these really difficult, um, complex yeah. systems. Um, so over, you know, many years, Raffi has kind of compiled different resources to help farmers figure out, you know, what do I contact FEMA for? What do I contact my mm-hmm. state government for? Um, and, and, and so that's always there for farmers. Um, and then that's where we would also, you know, put information if we have funding available, um, for kind of a, an emergency relief. And that really is just, you know, dollars in your pocket to help, you know, keep the lights on, and, you know, refill the fridge, things like that
0: as uh, an organization you know, that works runs you know through a lot of grants, I'm curious how you decide what programs will be running. Are you speaking with farmers? you have a good network of farmers that you're speaking with to figure out what the the real needs are? How do you, how do you come to decide what programs you're developing?
1: For the infrastructure grant in particular and I'd say that that's been years of kind of understanding how those projects can lead to greater economic impacts so you know when we were doing the tobacco settlement sort of infrastructure grants there would always be a final report and we could see that there was there was really small investments that could be made that would increase uh the farm's overall expansion and viability so And and then within that, also see if there were certain types of projects that did that. And I mentioned that we have a grant specifically for um, processing and refrigeration, because that's one that we commonly see as a need for farmers, like Mm -hmm. putting in a wash pack station, having a cool bot trailer that opens up like a ton of doors um, for for farmers. So I think just, um, you know, seeing how other projects um, have come about and been, been successful that certainly guides um, our work mm-hmm. and you know it was actually through the infrastructure grants that we that um, was one of the kind of the impetuses for the farmers of color network because we were seeing that dollars were not going to um, farmers of color within that and and in the next funding cycle we really redoubled our efforts to do outreach technical assistance um, with our Farmer of Color context, And from one year to the next, we went from about 15% of dollars going to Farmers of Color to 50%. Um, so oh, wow. we really saw that there was a need and a, a great result in terms of being able to support and focus on Farmers of Color.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, Rafi, in terms of these needs and and uh, when we're also just uh, mentioned uh, disasters uh, and maybe even some uh, problems that they may be facing Rafi has a farmer crisis hotline correct
1: yes yes we do that's always been a, a cornerstone of uh, Rafi's work and actually came out of um you know a lot of support that came from the the 1980s farm crisis being a, a resource um, when farmers are going through a financial difficulty, um, so that's that's a hotline that's um, open. See Mondays through Fridays, nine a.m. to six p.m. And we have um, you know someone on staff that you know can either answer a call directly or you know follow up within a business day. Um, and yeah kind of there to help farmers who are experiencing a financial crisis um, and either, um, you know, get them, it, it, sometimes it's a lighter um, sort of ask, or we're just directing them towards information. Sometimes it leads to a more intensive case where it kind of moves to our, our lead farm advocate to provide um, deeper assistance with uh, navigating that difficulty.
2: Okay. And it's, uh, everyone's free to call. There's no charge or anything for using the hotline.
1: That's right. It's a toll free number, and you know, if there is a farmer that needs more intensive case, and we have the capacity, that's also um, free for those services. I also wanted to mention that for the the farmer hotline, uh, there can sometimes be sort of a, a hesitancy or even um, you know embarrassment in order to ask for help. Um, and and what we know from answering the hotline over you know our thirty years is that any farmer can go through a financial crisis and can mm. encounter stress and difficulties and it doesn't reflect at all on their their management or their decisions um, so there really is no um there should be no embarrassment or fear of calling like we're there to help and um, you know financial difficulties can precipitate from natural disasters crop loss things completely out of their control sometimes it's you know generational transfer or um you know being denied for credit um you know, there's, there's foreclosure, there's discriminatory contracts. Um, There's lots of reasons that farmers call, but um, you know, it's, it's farmers that have half an acre to, you know, 2000 acres. So um, it really is open for, for all. And um, if there are farmers listening and are in a similar boat or would just want to kind of talk through something that's, that's happening, that's causing them stress. um, They're encouraged to
0: call. That's great. What a, what a wonderful resource to have. Can you Go into more detail about the the resources for resilient farms project that Rafi
1: hosts? Yeah, um, so the resources for resilient farms project came out of the the observation that there are all these federal and non-federal programs out there that are, you know, meant to help farmers, whether it's financing or services, but there's still somewhat of a, a gap in terms of, you know, can farmers always access them, especially you know, farmers that are smaller, mid-scale, mm-hmm. farmers of color, um, historically underserved. So the program focuses on you know, how can we improve outreach, awareness of different um, USDA programs, and then additional technical assistance um, in order to kind of decrease that gap and uh, help farmers with you know, greater farm resilience of their operations. Um, and currently, our, our focus areas within uh, that that program is um, FSA disaster relief programs. There's a, a, a number of them for like livestock indemnity and emergency conservation, um, as well as the the NAP program, which is the non-insured crop assistance disaster program. And even just registering for a farm number or starting to work with your FSA office, you know, for a lot of the um, the farmers we work with, there's been not much interaction with their FSA office for very good reasons. Um, if there has been like a, a long history of discrimination of uh, mm. their previous farmers and their family, um, or just general wariness and um, anxiety about working with kind of the, the federal government. So a lot of our work right now is kind of sort of like an extra marketing <laughs> arm for FSA in terms of helping break down what exactly these programs are. Are they relevant to the farmer, um, both in terms of their commodities and where they're at with their operation? And what are the next steps they need to take in order to access them?
0: I know that it can be so confusing when you're looking at, you know, where you might fit in, what services you actually need. It must be so nice to have somebody be that go-between and explain those projects and programs that are out there
1: that's what we're trying to do and in all the different ways both in, in flyers and um, you know, short video clips some webinars um, really trying to find the ways to make it um, accessible and, and understandable um, where farmers are and that don't require reading a long uh, legal document or
2: um, mm-hmm.
1: scouring the website.
2: And in fact you sort of following on um, what Andy just said I'm wondering if maybe you can for those um, other organizations or people who work with growers or farmer organizations, either here in Florida or some of the other places where we have an audience, is what is the best way for them to, you know, work with Rafi, you know, do that sort of communicating the needs and challenges currently uh, for organic growers is Trying to complete a needs assessment throughout the state, or what are some of the barriers, challenges, and things that, like we've been discussing, people face, and perhaps you know talk to you guys about some uh, some of those things. What are some of the ways that you think you know could benefit all of us in terms of that dialogue?
1: Well, I mean, we'd certainly love to hear from either farmers or other organizations that work with farmers. You know, if there are sort of common common barriers for mm. the accessing these prob- problems and we've certainly you know, started collecting those on our own. Um, we have we have a, you know, a, a page on our website. Um, we also have a dedicated email which is resourcesforresilientfarms at mm-hmm. um, as well as a, a phone number and inquiry form on our website. Those are all different ways to get in touch with us um, and and we'd be happy to share and we want others um, to share the different outreach materials that we've created um, and, and know that farmers can get in touch with us if they would like more of that one-on-one assistance. Cause sometimes it just, you just need someone to talk to and, and to walk through it. So um, we are certainly a resource for that.
0: Can you tell us of any, you mentioned that, you know, you provide webinars and, and videos and things like that. Do you have any, any upcoming events? or um, videos that are coming out that people should check out?
1: Yeah, uh, so see, April 12th, uh, we'll have a webinar on how to work with your FSA office. And we Mm. plan to have a couple of farmers um, presenting to share what their experience has been and and, and from a realistic standpoint of um, how they've been able to cultivate that relationship over years, even if first interaction wasn't um, ideal. So uh, that registration is coming soon. We also had a a webinar about a month ago on NAP crop insurance, and that is uh, up on our YouTube page. Um, So I encourage others to to check that out to get a a overview of what exactly NAP is, because that is a a complicated, um, it can seem as quite a complicated um, program on its face. And then perhaps I'll also plug um, the Farm World Color Network has um, a market readiness webinar series um, this spring. And their next one is April 28th, and it's on GAP and organic certification. Oh, very cool.
0: Um, can you actually go into a little bit more detail ab- about that market readiness? What does that all involve?
1: So the market readiness series is touching on a, a number of topics. Um, I think we're doing them every two months uh, for geared towards our farmer color network, but open to all um, for those that are trying to get into a new market in some fashion. So the first one we had was around wholesale readiness. Um, and we had both um, some farmers that work with wholesalers and then a wholesale purchaser to talk about some of those particular challenges and, and ways to kind of on-ramp to, to, that, um, to that market channel. Some of the other topics we plan to do are around school food purchasing, working within cooperatives or even you know more informal collaboratives, and how to become a SNAP um, certified retailer. So that will be kind of from from February to I believe October of this year. Yeah, different ways that that farmers can um, add to their market channels.
0: That's so great. I, it just feels like such a Great opportunity for farmers to get real, feels like real concrete information that they need in order to succeed in business, in their farm businesses.
1: Absolutely. That's the goal.
0: Um, So we've talked about uh, the resources and programs and funding that is offered by Rafi, but are there any other organizations that you would want to highlight in terms of other funding sources for farmers or programs that might be of help? In any kind of financial crisis, or or even beyond.
1: Yeah. So um, one, one I'll highlight is Farm Aid. Uh, you know, they they've been in the game for a while in terms of helping farmers that are in crisis. So they also have a hotline um, on their website uh, and has some resources for those that are you know in in some sort of stress. So I I um, suggest them. Another thing I'll mention is that if farmers aren't receiving their local counties FSA newsletters or NRCS newsletters newsletters, they should you know get in contact to make sure they're receiving them because then they'll they'll know when the local programs are available. So there's there's lots that you know Rafi doesn't know in terms of what's happening in a particular county, but um, that's one way to get really localized information. And then maybe I'll also mention you know farmers can sign up for Raffi USA's newsletters that come out monthly. And, and we always send out updates on kind of the, the latest funding programs or things that might be of interest. So that's another place to look.
0: Wonderful, what great resources. And we're so glad that you're out there doing the work. Um, if people wanna find you just before we wrap up, uh, your website is? www.raffiusa.org. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time.
1: Yeah, Thank you for the invitation.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us, Lisa. And thank you all for listening today. Check out our website for more resources and more episodes of Fresh Take. And don't forget to check out our Food Safety for Farmers podcast, which you can also find on our website, foginfo.org. And tune in next time. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. FOG is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so to keep our content available and free to the public, we need your help. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen, and consider making a tax-deductible donation. Learn more about our work on our website, www.foginfo.org.